All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt. And Jake here. And today we have a special guest for you today. Right. We are here with uh, Steve from TorahFamily.org. Hey, this is Steve Mutria from TorahFamily.org, and I have never listened to the Shabbat Lounge. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? Hello. Doing good. How are you guys? Doing great. Well, we appreciate your time uh, coming on today to visit with us, and we look forward uh, to uh, hearing more about what you've been up to lately. Well, hallelujah. I'm thankful to be here and get to talk with you guys. This is great. Well, we uh, we 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 do ask um, that if you're not familiar with uh, either platform, either Sabbath Lounge or Torah Family, uh, you can Google either one of these and find uh, our content. And we just ask that you would like, subscribe, share this uh, content. And towards the end of this, we will share with you more information about how to find Steve and where he is. But you can for sure Google Torah Family, and you'll find him. You'll find it. Amen. So we, we had a few questions uh, for you and uh, kind of wanted just to kind of have you tell. We've kind of combined some of these uh, questions um, that we had originally talked about, but we'd like you to tell us kind of about your, your journey coming into Torah. And, uh, you know, and that's going to include things like how, did, how do you talk to your family members that, that maybe aren't on board with you and how long have you done this? Mm-hmm. Well, I have been pursuing Torah with my family now 14 years, and we came to Torah back in 2009-10, and my good friend from 119 Ministries, John Sherman, he was the one who first brought it to me, and that's actually how how we started 119 Ministries. And it was a shocker, something I had to struggle with, and I even had a friend, uh, he came to me, he had known about it, and this, that, and the other, but he wasn't fully on board yet, and he was laughing at me because it took me two weeks, basically, to get it because I, I listened to some teachings, Brad Scott, Rico Cortez, you know, uh, Bill Cloud, things like that, guys like that, and and I'm going, ah, this, isn't, this is a bunch of baloney. I can, I can you know, <laughs> get these guys wrong, you know, and, and you know, typical pride, if you will, and, well, about a week into it, I'm going, okay, they've got some good points. What am I going to do with this, you know, and then... About a week later, I'm going, okay, I think they're right, you know, and yeah, and it's all downhill. It's all, just say all uphill from there. And so, because that's when I started growing, I'll start learning leaps and bounds. In fact, I felt born again when I came to the realization of, oh my gosh, this is really good. All the dots were connected. I can't say all of them because I still got a lot of dots I can't connect, you know what I'm saying? But so many more connected beyond from what the general church teachings that I grew up on and I learned a lot then don't get me wrong but there were lots of things that weren't connecting and when I came to the realization that Torah is truly forever oh my gosh it was just you know wow it certainly fills in a lot of the gaps oh hallelujah indeed it does you know and as far as you know with family um, I got a lot of family who does not follow Torah in fact, none of them on ex- on my brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, whatever. And yeah, I'm the oddball out, and that's okay. You know, um, it's not okay for me because I wish they would get it. Right. Um, but at the same time, you can only do so much. As I just at our fellowship, I just 
was talking about it, this kind of topic. I said, you can lead a horse to water, as my dad would always say, but you can't make him drink. You know, you can preach to your blue in the face unless the father opens their eyes. They're not going to get it. And here's the thing, too. It's not that the father hasn't shown them something or anybody. Okay. He will give you just a nugget here or there. What you do with that nugget will depend if you get the next nugget or not. And I think only those who seek truth will get that next nugget and then the next nugget. And the next thing you know, you start, you start challenging your faith. But a lot of times, you know, we, we as believers in the Torah, we get, I say, overpassionate. A good passion, <laughs> but a passion that still needs to be bridled, okay? Because, yeah. you know, uh, you can get a strong horse, but if he's not tame, he's going to do a lot of damage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it's all about letting the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. If we don't let that happen, we will cause way too much damage. I think we all can admit we've been there and done that before. We're out of passion, a righteous passion, a longing to want to do what's right in our own eyes, of course, but still wanting to do what's right. And we mess things up all too often. But from what I have gathered, you know, I I don't force anything. I don't bring topic up. They've got to bring it up to me because they know where I stand. We've talked about it long before, and it it's not going to go anywhere unless they bring it up. Because right. Otherwise, they'll just put walls up. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's kind of if they wanted to know, they'd ask kind of a situation. Yep. And like you were saying with the the horse, I've heard it put, um, it's like uh, you come into Torah and now you've got this big sword and you don't know how to wield it. So it's like, (laughs) because now you've got the, the, the word that is the sword and you're just throwing it all over the place and just knocking everyone everyone out with it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And... Oh, my goodness. You know, when you're, especially when I'm visiting, because we live down in Arkansas now, and we are from the St. Louis area. So when we go and visit family, it's, we're always on their home turf, you know. So it's their it's their home. I'm not going to bring it up, you know. Um, I want to. Oh, my, <laughs> do I want to. And there are topics I'll hear them discuss with one another, theology this, theology that. I'm going, oh, my goodness gracious, they, you know. <laughs> Because I've been there. I, I've, yeah. I've, I've done those talks when it was, I was in the church, you know. Right. And I have learned, I'm learning to just keep the trap shut. You know, the Father will work on them when he needs to work on them. And he will. And we don't know if he already has or not. And, and what he's doing to them now. So we take one day at a time trust him plant the seeds when we can water the seeds when we can but don't force the seeds into the dirt don't pour the buckets of water because then you just wash the seeds away out of the dirt and you just lost everything you just you know tried to do so yeah. take one day at a time and let the father lead you and i think it's again this is a topic that's just brought up at our fellowship two weeks ago i think we need to wake up every morning and say father what do you want me to do yeah stop asking give me this, bless me here, I'm doing this for you, can you do this for yeah. It's not about us, it's about him. Yeah. We're the servants, he's not the servant. we got to get this turned yeah. around in our head. You know, we, we keep thinking, he wants, yeah, and I agree, he wants to bless us, he wants to do good things for us, he wants to do this, this, I get it. But do we want to bless him? Do we want to do this for him? 
focus our attention, our focus on our, our lives, energy, strength, everything about us. What do you want us to do for you today? And if we do that every morning, I promise you, he'll open doors. He'll, he'll, he'll show you what he wants you to do instead of what you want him to do for you. Does that make sense? Oh, no, that's that's an excellent point. You know, and I think also you, you know, it's a good idea to start th- just thanking him and reminding yep. yourself, you know, I, you know, I pray a lot when I drive because I drive a lot and what I do. And so I've got a lot of time to, and I talk out loud when I pray because that just works for me. And so it looks like I'm talking to myself, but I don't care. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You know, but, but, you know, I think it's great to, uh, to try to thank him for all the things, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. because um, we got to start with that kind of stuff, you know, too, too, too many times I've gone right to, Hey, I need this. I need this. I'm a jam. And, uh, you know, he, that's not i don't think that's the right approach you can definitely ask him but but uh i think you you know approach him with with uh, with a lot of reverence and respect amen amen to that i don't think we want to be uh uh full of manna and ask him for quail in the wilderness (laughs) no joke you got it coming out your noses (laughs) right that's right it didn't work well and then something you said about family you know uh, recently uh, another Torah fellowship that's nearby just is starting and uh, we went over there with them and that was one of the things we talked to them about is I know you're excited but don't ruin relationships um, you know of, of people that aren't doing this with you just because you're gung-ho you know you're, you're you know you got to keep your mom and your dad and your brother you're, you're gonna be in fa- your, your family with them mm-hmm. and uh, don't you know don't don't be ridiculous with what you say and don't be willing to burn that bridge over, especially if your family or, you know, they're in, in, in a congregation and they're part of all that and they're believers and they're, they're working on their faith. You know, don't, don't burn the bridge. Yep. Let them do it, you know, um, <laughs> but th- let them do it by because of your love, kindness, gentleness, grace, mercy, loving, you name it. The fruit of the Spirit coming out of you. Let it be because it's heaping coals of anger on them, not because you've done something wrong. Right. And I say that only because Yeshua did say, look, I'm come you know, to, to, to split a family up. Um, a woman uh, I mean, a woman against her husband. Not, I, don't, I don't think this is about spouses. but A woman against be. her daughter, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that time is coming. And, and it can come throughout life. And it can come, I definitely believe it's going to come in the end times. Um, which we're not too far away from, but it's like, let it come from them out of a a wrong attitude, but not from you out of a righteous attitude, but pushing them away. Right. And and it's 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 a fine line, but we yeah. learn, and we grow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. That's the focus. I think that's a good distinction to make. And and I think that uh, you're right about that. We, we we've come close recently. I think our, the um, the sickness that we can't really talk about that went around that um, you saw that with division pretty quickly. You know, mm-hmm. you know, even though that wasn't necessarily, you know, what I do believe it was a spiritual matter, but you know, it, it wasn't a blatant thing. But but people did. Uh, divide up in families over that issue a lot of times. So you, you kind of saw a enough, glimpse that, of it. And sadly enough, that topic is 
resurfacing again. Yes. And yeah. it's going to be my concern. I'm shifting gears slightly here, forgive me, but it's going to be bad this next time around. And I'm very concerned with that. So, but yeah. Yeah. But you're right. That's it. That was definitely a, a starter in seeing lines being drawn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that, that brings up to another thing that I think we've got to pray prayerfully, uh, thank y'all for all the time. And that is, uh, our ability to, to talk like this freely, to freely assemble and worship with, with our respective groups without fear of, you know, we, we need to thank him for that because there are people who don't have that. Right. And I mean, we may not always have it here and we, we, you know, we've just, it's, it's a, it's a great privilege and, and we need to use it wisely. Amen. Amen. Wisely. So, so speaking of that, so can you describe a little bit about your Torah fellowship? Do you, do you meet in homes? Do you meet in buildings in, in like frequency? How often do you do that? Right. Um, we started out as a home fellowship, and actually we are still considered a home fellowship, but we have moved on because we've grown, and we now re-rent a church. And this is kind of the progression that we went from. When we moved from, from Costa Rica back to the area, I told my wife, Angela, I said, babe, I said, I don't want to do anything. I want, we, we just came out of a bad situation from staying with some people on their property and it just didn't go the way we had wanted and had hoped for and we felt burned tired and so i said i just want to be by us that's it you know and thankfully the street we moved on to had about 12 or 15 other youth children on the street for our youth uh our children so it was great and long story short next thing you know we got a family wanting to come over and you know, do bible study oh, hey that's cool you know well, then it grew, and then it grew. Within a few months, we had 50 people at our home. And I'm totally cool with it. I, I, the father made it grow. We didn't promote it. I can promise you that. And it just so, but it was cool. You could you could see the, the father was putting it all together. So I was totally cool with it. And, but it came to the time when it was wintertime. Well, you can't, the, we had a decent sized home we were renting. I mean, uh 15, 1,600 square foot, you know, and, but you can't put an extra 50, 60 people in there in the wintertime. Summertime, yeah. when it's, you know, kids can go out and play, we're cool. But wintertime, it, it's always getting rough. So then we found a, one of the, the people who came was a realtor. We ended up using their office, a big assembly room in their office, worked out great. But then it only lasted for about maybe, I'm going to say two, three months. And then, um, we had to go to a different place. They didn't want us there anymore. Don't know why. Then the father worked out a auto re repair shop. This is sound funny, but they had a massive waiting room, massive waiting room. They're closed every Saturday. So one of the members, and I say member, one of the people who came to our fellowship had went to them and said, Hey, can we rent this from you on, on Saturdays? And he goes, yeah. So we did. And, um, then came that following summer, their air conditioning got stolen, believe it or not. <laughs> so here we are in you know, dead of heat. And then the, he knew, the owner knew a pastor of a church. And then long story short, we ended up at, at a church who was renting a building. We were there for about three years. And then now this last, actually this last January, they had ceased renting and we're going to start going somewhere else. So we found a new facility, and we've been there now for, I guess, five, six months now, this new place. 
And but again, all of that to say, it's still a home fellowship. Everyone knows when you come through that door, you've entered Stephen Angie's home. And it is a big Bible study. Yes, we have praise and worship, but it's not Steve preaching. Okay, yeah, there are times I may get kind of crazy on different something and have fun <laughs> and start preaching a little bit, but it's never, I got a message, I'm going to present it to you. I don't do that. You know, I don't have time for that. Right. And so we come, we read Torah portions, we go one chapter at a time, and then we discuss that chapter, all of us. We have mic runners, you know, going to everybody so everyone has can be heard and said what they want to say. And we have a great time. But... Everyone knows that this is a home fellowship. This is not a church. So that means, and this sounds wrong, but forgive me, I'm in charge. You know, I am, you know, I'm not going to allow people to be disrespective or whatever. You know, you're in my home. If you wouldn't say it in somebody else's, and if you want someone saying what you're going to about to say in your home, then don't say it in mine. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's one thing too, like I don't allow divisive topics we can disagree on all things different kinds of things but you know as well as i know there are topics that are divisive why i don't know because i have no problem agreeing to disagree with people but there are some people who are just convinced they are right and they will not stop arguing until they hear their opinion coming out of your mouth Mm-hmm. And um, and we all know those topics, flat or trinity, you name it. it can, the list can go on. How do you say the name? The calendar. Dude, I'm not going to put up with that. We all have, th- there are probably at least five, six different calendars in our fellowship. And we're all totally cool with it. Several people say the name differently. And we're all totally cool with it. Um, some people believe in trinity. Some people don't. Some people believe this. Some people that. And we're all totally cool with it. Because you know why? I make it very strong statement to all those who are visiting our fellowship. I say, first, you need to understand we have differences all over across the board in this. And you look at people. I mean, we average right now, I'm going to say a little over 200, 230, something like that, who come. And that's counting children, teens, you name it. And I'll tell them, we all differ on everything here. You can imagine. But there's one thing we agree on. The Torah stands forever, Yeshua's Messiah, and how we interpret those first two things is going to vary, but we know they stand forever. That's the Word of God, standing forever. How we interpret it is going to vary, but we all agree that the Torah is the Word of God and it stands forever. So if you can't agree with that, and I say, there's the door. Yeah, amen. That's that's just the way it is. (laughs) Yeah, you need your uh, closed-hand topics to go with your open-hand discussions. Yes. And and I have no problem if someone wants to bring it up in a a closed, you know, whatever, but in the open, because I know there are some people that just, it triggers them. And I don't want that for them. I'm protecting them. And if you can't uh, uh, at least see that I'm trying to keep a protection. Keep the peace. Yeah, I'm not a pastor Though some people say that I am, I've got a pastor's heart, and I get it. But I think, I guess I'm trying to steer away from what the modern terminology of how we interpret pastor today. Um, But I feel accountable to those who are there, and I'm going to protect those people. And you're in my home, I can protect them. Now, what you do outside of that those doors, that's on you. But what you do inside those doors is on me. And and I take I take a lot of responsibility on my shoulders for that. And so I, I bear that responsibility. So yeah, that's me. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. That's that sounds like a great place to be for sure. So we love it. I'm thankful. And um, I think Jake had a a few questions. Or are you ready? Or you want me to ask this one? Um, you go ahead and ask that one. So all right. So we're gonna kind of go a little bit different direction. So. Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, my question is, how do you see the future of this Torah movement? You know, where is it headed? And I think uh, tied into that, um, where do you see, because I think this kind of ties in, um, where do you see the bride in terms of preparation? Like uh, if we're, if the goal is to have a spotless bride, how does the bride look right now, in your opinion? Oh my, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> make, okay. it, make it quick, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, well, um, the latter part, you said, you know, the bride. What does the bride look like? A saying that I have said for a long time is this. If you don't purify yourself, he will purify you in the tribulation. Okay. Because for whatever reason... The modern-day church, modern-day believer, seems to hold that the tribulation is for the unbeliever. I disagree. And the reason is because the tribulation is meant to purify the church. Big C, okay. And when you look at Revelation 12, now, all different times of kinds of interpretations. So I'm not here to say my interpretations, the one. But where I'm, and that even in fact, ask me tomorrow, my interpretation may change just a little <laughs> bit. Okay, so just ask me then tomorrow. Okay, so, <laughs> but the point is that you see where the woman is taken out into the wilderness. Okay, and I believe this is. I'm really generalizing here because this can get deep and it can go on forever. So I don't want to do that. But I believe that that is, in essence, the, the bride who has made themselves ready is currently trying to make themselves ready. That doesn't mean they're not ready, because, or that they're ready, because there's going to be a time of purification for them even in the wilderness. It's not going to be easy, okay? But they will not be going and suffering persecution, because if you think about it, it says the dragon then goes off because he can't, he can't reach them. This is Revelation 12. I'm around verses 10 through 15-ish, I'm guessing right there. And... It says how he gets enraged, and then he goes off to make war against the rest of her offspring, those right. who keep the, the commands and hold to the testament of Yeshua. So that is going to be a time. It goes back to element. Either if you don't purify yourself now, he will purify you. And so it's all dependent upon what kind of purification do you want. You know, the, the fine sanding or the hard, rough sandpaper that's going to be going through yeah. the time, you know, hard times, hard, hard times. And so that's kind of where I'm at today. And, and I mentioned that in, you can get that feel in all of my teachings, you know, especially in the latter, the, since this last year. I'm, I'm really been, because I believe in what, well, I don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, resurrection, what the church believes. That being said, I do believe in a pre-trib resurrection, biblically speaking. And that being that the resurrection takes place just as the Antichrist is coming into power and is then we're taken out. And I believe that will take place right around the time of Shavuot. Okay, Pentecost for those in the church still. And 
that's a whole different topic. But there's going to be a time of purification for everybody up to that time. And then he, he takes us up, and then the, uh, the Antichrist begins his rule and reign. Now, where do I see the element of the church moving, the Torah, believers, church, going from here? It's growing. It's growing, and I'm thankful. Uh, it goes through phases, I believe, from what I have seen and perceived, wrong or right, I don't know, but from what I have sensed and, you know, over the years, it goes like a massive influx, and then it kind of slows down, like it gives them time to grow, and then another massive influx, and then it slows down, giving that those people time to grow a little bit. Where are we at? Well, when I look at the world situation we're in, and I compare it to the scriptures that I read, I'm very concerned that we are nearing the end. How long will it be? I don't know. And we is that the mainly because we see a lot of uh, uh, bigger peaks and lower valleys, kind of uh, more uh, birth pains, basically, but uh, more intense birth pains uh, as kind of a yah trying to wake people up kind of a situation. It's like, this is here's your Romans one that you're asking for. So you right. have a chance to wake up or not. Yeah, there are. I would de- title it or term it as birth pains. And I say that because I, that's I think a we specific have, thing. <laughs> yeah, because birth pains, yeah. that's actually going dealing with the time of the resurrection element. But there is an element of what I see what you're saying. And I'm not disagreeing at all. Just terminology, yeah. probably just different in the element of. Even the church. People in the church who are, how can I say this not sounding judgmental towards those who are not, those who are trying to serve, who are have a heart to do what's right and not just in it because, well, that's what you do on Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those people are waking up and the Father is showing them, hey, it's about to go down, you know, and even they're getting it. And so now how and when, I don't know, like again, I say, but those who watch any of my teachings will tell you that I am always watching. I have, if you go to my calendar, I could pull a calendar up. I can show you all the days of the year that I watch every year. It's not like I'm setting dates. No, no, no. I have dates throughout the whole calendar year that I go, okay, guys, hey, this is the time frame I'm watching, just letting you know. You know, and I tell it to our fellowship. Guys, this is what I'm watching right now. If something was to happen, it would look like something like this. If if I'm right. If not, we get until next year or whatever type thing. That's just what I do. And w- with everything I'm seeing in this world right now, if we had seen this, oh my goodness gracious, ten years ago, we'd all be freaking out. Yeah, definitely. But it's like the how do I say? What's that? Ter- the boiling a frog in a pot. Yeah, you know, do it slow. He doesn't even notice water. it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same principle. It's been slowly getting more and more hotter and hotter, but we're all gotten used to it. And we're not realizing that, oh my goodness gracious, this could really be the time frame that we're in. I mean, I have, I just talked to a friend of mine who the other day, who is a, I call him, I would call him a financial guru. Okay. He knows the ins and outs of lots of things far above my head. Okay. And even he's saying, man, it's not looking good. I mean, we're talking like a collapse is happening. Could is in the process of happening like a slow train wreck. And when it finishes, 
it's going to be absolutely horrid. And we're talking like, you know, the rider on the black horse with the scales, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, day's wages for a loaf of bread. That's what we're looking at coming here within months. And I'm going, are you serious? He goes, yes. I go, okay. And so just knowing that, we can't, we can't put our, we, we got to pull our head out of the sand. And we got to look at wrong or right, things are, are not looking good. Where is our life at with Yeshua? Where is our walk at? Do we just wake up every morning and say, hey, I want this, I want that, and focus on our own life? Or are we realizing that, hey, you know what, maybe things are not where we should be, and we probably need to get on our knees and pray a little bit more than usual. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Did yeah, I answer sure. your question? I can't remember what we started with. Yes, <laughs> yes you <laughs> did. Me. Yes, you did. Okay. No, that, that's great. So Yeah, I think uh, this past couple of years just showed us how fast it can actually happen. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I, I mentioned think before our... we were like, man, we'll see this coming a mile away. <laughs> it's like, uh, right. yeah. Well, and, and the topic we were speaking of earlier about the thing that everybody got that went around the world, mm-hmm. um, you also saw that element of a great deception because there, there was that in this. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that really, if, if you didn't see that, then you're, you've been under a rock for sure because. Yep that that was an element of that and and i think the father you know gave us that to kind of get us ready and, yes. and we should be paying attention to those things going okay and, and also realizing how easy it is to be deceived and that's why he says even the elect will be deceived and amen and, and that's why you know we've got to impress upon you know and we were talking about family and, and one thing we can do and we should do we must do for our family especially the children is we need to pray. I, I, f- I firmly believe this. We need to pray every day that these children that that we know and love, nieces and nephews and cousins and all these kids, that they would thirst for Yah the way the deer pants for the water, Amen. that they would seek Him, that they would put their hope and trust in Him more than than science and the lab coats and the experts and the people, and and if they'll do that, they'll be okay. And uh, but but that's that's part of that deception. You know, so many people are putting their trust more in men than than what y'all says. Yep. Yep. Agreed. And and that makes me say exactly think what exactly what you're saying, that this does feel like the end times because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, uh, sometimes, you know, we we do a lot of uh, lip service to oh we won't be able to buy and sell in the end times. It's like. Do you even believe that? Because the way you're, the way you're living doesn't really show no. that you're expecting that to actually happen. <laughs> right, right, like, yeah, and you know that goes into me like you know, are you prepping? Are you doing this? And I have several teachings out where, well, like you know, how do I say this? I'm all about prepping. I am, and I mean, I've been prepping. Okay, at the same time. I'm not leaving the city until it's time to leave the city. Yeah. I'm not taking the light that he's called me to be away. I can't do that. And I realize some people are called to do that. And then if that's what you feel the Father's telling you to do, then you got to do it. But right now, for Steve, I am I know there are people in my life that I'm impacting. Some way, some shape, some form. And... They ask me questions. We talk here and there. You name it. And if had I moved out to the wilderness long time ago, 
that light would not be getting shined, shined, yeah. shown, forgive me. Shown. And so, <laughs> shown. thank you. Yeah. Um, don't email me on that. Okay. And so um, the whole point is, yes, I'm all about us getting ready. In fact, you can look at Jeremiah. The father was at one point, I can't remember the exact chapter and verse, but the father tells him, you start taking everything and you start walking out the city. And then when they ask where you're going, you tell them what you're doing. You know, it's like he says, because judgment's coming, I'm leaving. Yeah. And so it lets you know that there's there's going to come a time for that. But right now it's not yet. That doesn't mean you can't be getting ready. Trust me, I think we should be because the writing's on the wall. But doesn't mean we stop shining the light. We never stop shining the light. Right. And I think that ties into, you know, you don't want to put your faith into your prep. Yeah. You know, you, you, oh, man. Prep, but that's not your faith. Yes. And that's not going to save you. Amen. So. Amen. It's, it's just going to make it a little bit easier for a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you may lose those preps from an earthquake, a storm, whatever. Yeah. You're, then you're back to like, okay, where you're supposed to begin with. Have your mind set on it's going to be rough. And, you know, if I can make it with these small prep items, <laughs> you know, yeah. then, then I can make it without. So, yes. you know, it's just, yeah, I don't think we can forget that part. <laughs> Amen. Totally. Amen. Yeah. The other question I have is, what do you think about, are there ministry opportunities within the quote unquote church today? You know, what do you, what do you think? Have you thought about any of those things? Just curious. As far as to reach the church, churches? Yeah. yeah you know, uh, I, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot, you know, because, uh, you know, that's, that's most of our backgrounds, you know, mm -hmm. we're connected to to, to that still. And we know people that do that. And, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just curious if you've ever thought about that before. I've thought about it many a times. Anyone who can do, if they will listen to you speak, because the time's going to come when we won't have that opportunity. And like right now, the, the church we're renting from, great pastor i mean just a humble guy love him to death and we've talked several different times and he's very interested in wanting to know what we believe how we believe this that and the other in fact this uh, week and a half ago now um we were talking and he wants to get together and you know like what's well, i want to know what you believe more and and no he knows what we believe in general mm -hmm. at the same time he wants to know deeper more and especially on the end times topics and stuff like this i said if ever you want to talk about it i'm more than willing to talk he's great let's do it you know and so, yeah, willing, next week or so, uh, that's going to work out. That's my opportunity right now. I had an opportunity where I spoke at a small youth convention. And I say small. There's about like 150 people there maybe. Okay. And this is in town here. Some local, uh, a local homeschool group was doing it. And because my, one of my uh, children was going there, they asked me to be a speaker. I said, great. I said, but you need to know what I believe, so you know this, that, and the other. And I let they knew. And they said, yeah, we still want you to come. Well, long story short, the other speakers found out I was going to be there, what we believe. And they weren't too happy, I could tell. They were cordial, very nice, but there was something not there. And um, you can only do what you can do. If they listen to you, please reach out to them. But do so in love. Do so in kindness. Don't say, I've got the answer and you're wrong. If you go at it that way, you're just putting, they're going to put walls up to you and not look at you with respect any at all. And we just failed. We failed our mission. 
we need to do for them what we wished somebody would have done for us in love, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, long-suffering. Be willing to answer their questions and, and don't say, well, this is what that is. No, you don't. We have our opinions. Present it. And like, well, you know, this is where I'm at today, and I think this is this. But the bigger issue is ask the right questions. Don't just answer their questions. Respond with questions to get them to think. That's where we're failing. That's where we're messing up for the church today. You know, when you ask somebody, okay, well, did Yeshua save us from our sins? Absolutely, they're going to say, well, see how? Well, he was our, he was our Passover lamb. Great. D- please show me in the scriptures where Passover is a sin sacrifice. They won't find it. And then when they can't find it, you say, well, Passover is not a sin sacrifice. So how does he pay for our sins but not by way of a sin sacrifice. And then it opens the door for them to go, well, maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I was. And you can start showing them how Torah is forever. He didn't come to do away with sacrifices. He came to open the door up for us to walk back in covenant with him. And I can go on for that forever. That's another topic. But anyway, it's all about asking the right questions, getting them to realize that they don't have all the answers like they think they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, and and I have definitely pondered the same thing, and and I think it's also something that some of us, if we're connected and drawn and got family members in these groups, you know, we need to be praying that uh, that if if y'all willing, we'll have opportunities, and because as these end days approach, I think some of us are going to be asked uh, because there are going to be some things that happen that uh, where they're going to be seeking some answers and we need to be ready uh, to, to, uh, to help them with some of those things when they start seeing things unfold. And um, you know, that, 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 that's at least kind of what I've thought about it. Amen. Yep. Well, I tell you when it comes to end times element, uh, maybe I've just brainwashed myself to believe this. I don't know, but I'm, I'm pretty much convinced that when the Ark of the Covenant comes out and I say when, not if, that is like almost I can see it as the wake-up call to the Ten Virgins. I think because that will be the start of all at that moment. It's just that's what we're waiting on. That's what I'm—that's like the big thing I'm waiting for right now. When will it happen? Well, that's yet to be seen. But when it happens, I can promise you it's about to get real. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, that answers the questions I had. Oh, now yeah. I think Jake so, has a few questions. Um, cool. Let's see. We still got a little bit of time left. So how difficult do I want to make these questions? <laughs> make them easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, maybe I can combine these two into one. Maybe not, okay. but we'll, we'll try. There's a couple concepts that uh, Matt and I like to talk about, uh, and one of them is the idea that um, the Bride of Messiah is uh, talked about as you know the the the, the city that comes down the New Jerusalem, uh, the city of Jerusalem, right? And uh, so maybe briefly on that, kind of your kind of uh, conclusion on that and then maybe point people to where they can get your full teaching on that. Yeah. And then um, similarly, 
the idea, Matt and I like to talk about the curse of the bitter waters being the, the reason that Messiah had to die on the cross, basically. Um, mm. Just uh, a little bit on that and where they can find your teaching on that. Cool. Okay. I do have a teaching on the bride, the bride of Messiah. Matter of fact, it was just released a few weeks ago. My current mindset is that it is the the people the the bride is the people and we to explain it in a quick nutshell one history is cyclical isaiah forty six ten. i make known the end from the beginning ancient times what is still to come so in the old testament he brought his people out of egypt okay led them to mount sinai enters into covenant with them and they said we will do this is a marriage covenant in fact, it's in Exodus chapter 24, and I'm, forgive me, I'm not getting the exact, it would take me too long to look it up here for sure, I'm sure, but right around verses 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, somewhere around there of chapter 24. <laughs> and it's where it says, they saw Yahweh, okay, which I believe was Yeshua, who was come in the name of the Father, and they entered, it was the marriage supper. They did the covenant, and then they did the marriage supper. Well, what are we waiting for now? Go to Revelation 18, 19. It's the marriage supper and the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're waiting for it all over again. And you go to Isaiah, Jeremiah, there's several different ones where it talks about he references them at he was their husband. Okay. So he's the husband. That makes them the bride. Okay. The bride, right. Yeah. And then, of course, we know he divorced the northern kingdom. And then via the cross, he annuls the whole marriage covenant. So we can enter into the new marriage covenant, and that's what we're waiting for, the new marriage covenant. Then I know that you're going to get a lot of people saying, well, wait a minute, you're saying we're not in covenant? Yeah, we're not in covenant. You go to Jeremiah 31. He says, when the new covenant comes, what happens? He goes, no longer will you t tell your, your brother or your neighbor, know the Lord, for everyone will know the Lord. Okay, well, let's hit pause. So right there he just said, no one will say to your brother or to your neighbor, know the Lord. Now, what was the last command Yeshua himself gave the disciples? Go, preach the gospel to all who? All the nations, all the Gentile nations. So, he's telling them, go and say, know the Lord. <laughs> right. Okay, so it's like, so no, we're not in the new covenant yet. We're waiting for that new covenant to, be, to happen at the marriage of the Lamb, marriage and marriage of the Lamb, Revelation 19, 19. And so I guess more And so, so yeah. yeah. Where was I going with that? I don't remember. What was the question again? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so then it ties into uh, the cup of bitter waters, the yes. jealous husband. Yes, and that was well. That's actually how, how he annuls the 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 marriage covenant. If, in fact, if you go to Romans chapter seven and through the first, uh, I'm going to say 15 verses there, he says, "Don't you know that a." a, a a man is bound to the law as long as he's alive. Okay, second he's not, then it annuls the law. So when Yeshua himself, who entered that covenant with with them, he died. He brought that covenant to an end. And But why did he do it? Why did he have to do it? Jeremiah chapter 3 is where he says he's going, the, the text in English shows present tense to past tense. Hebrew shows future tense, says, I am going to divorce you, okay? It's not present tense. It's future tense. Because he's at that, that moment, he's saying, return to me, because I'm not doing it yet, 
but if you don't return to me, I'm going to. We know later he did. He divorced them. Northern kingdom is divorced. But in that same chapter, we find out that the southern kingdom was more guilty than the northern kingdom. So here they are. They're worse. So Yahweh's a jealous husband, a, a jealous God. So he's the husband. Now we have Numbers chapter 5, the law of the jealous husband coming into effect, where he brings in the, the jealous cup, the cup that has to be taken. Yeshua takes that cup, Garden of Eden, I pray this cup passes from me. So he takes the cup for the northern kingdom. He takes their punishment. He takes their pain. He takes it all on him, and he dies, brings it to a conclusion. And so, and again, that teaching, I think, is, was the law nailed to the cross. And I just released that one not too long ago, too. And that teaching, man, yeah, yeah in, in reality, when we look at the element of how he divorced the northern kingdom, and then we find how, you know, the southern kingdom was worse, and we know that Yahweh's, that was the husband. He's the jealous God. So then we have, here we have the law of the jealous husband coming into play. And knowing that he was trying, the whole element is to bring in the lost sheep, all the lost sheep. And the focus of trying to bring unity back again, to bring, to he can have all of his kingdom back together as one. But it has to be done where he, you know, when we look at, there's so many things running through my head at this moment. And I, th and I think of where he says, I come you know, to lay down my life for my friends. And that's what he did. The northern, the southern kingdom was worse than the northern kingdom. That's the, the, the law of the jealous husband. And he took the bitter cup for them so they didn't have to. He took their their punishment. He took their penalty. He took that shame for them on the cross. Then his death annuls the the covenant, allowing all of us to come back into covenant through him, through him, and it's only through him that you can come into covenant. He's the prophet likened unto Moses. We got to remember that even Moses. He brought a new covenant. And a lot of people don't realize this. He brought a new covenant to Israel. The covenant that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, yep, that was, that was for those three individuals. But now we're talking to all of the children, not just to one individual, but to all of them. So Moses, here he is bringing in a new covenant, which is why you have Korah's rebellion. He's going, where is this? This wasn't given to our, you know, basically saying it, in essence, his actions. This wasn't given to our forefathers. This, this is all new. You're gone too far, he even says. Well, so now we have the same principle. Here's Yeshua bringing a new covenant, just like Moses. And we have those today, the new covenant, we need to walk in his ways. But it's all started, or I should say finished, by way of his finished work on the cross that now allows us to come back into covenant through him. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, no, that's well said. Yeah, we just had a uh, a slide with uh, your family up. Um, one of the questions I had was, uh, my kids liked your uh, your kids. Uh, hey, this is Steve Mutria oh, from TorahFamily.org, and I have never <laughs> run too one. far. 
too far. Too far. But yeah, we had a, uh, um, you know, my fam, my kids enjoyed watching the the videos your kids put out on, uh, you know, different fruits of the spirit and things like that. And for children by children series. Yes. And yes. Uh, I was curious if they're going to be putting out some more content. That is the goal. At the moment right now, they're teens. <laughs> and so <laughs> Nadia is turning 18 and Levi is turning 16. And so my goal is, my prayer is that, yes, we will get some, where they will be making uh, teachings for the children and just obviously in a different style. And right, um, right now, Levi, we've talked to, he's got braces and he's, he doesn't want to do it until his braces are off. And because the hook can talk more clearer. So that makes perfect sense. So right now we're taking one step at a time and not sure how or when, but we, I will even be getting involved in this time around with the children's teachings because I enjoy doing those in myself. And so we're just trying to figure out how we're going to incorporate this with my schedule. There's a lot going on. And so, but yeah, we will have some, and trust me when I say it's going to be fun. Uh, the new, even though they're not children, we we it's going to be a lot of fun stuff. We're going to be incorporating some puppet work. We used to do puppet ministries a long time ago, and I've seen people do incorporate puppet ministries, but it's not the way I do it, and I do it completely different. In fact, I have it to where the puppets are with the adults, the, the people talking right then and there. Think of a Sesame Street element where you're talking to the puppets and they're talking to the person, and you're watching that interaction. That's what it's going to be. You're, you're not entering into a different world. The puppets are coming into your world, and that's what makes it different. And so that's how we do it. And we bring it in a little tons of humor. I mean tons of humor. that The kids are just going to love it, I know. And so that's something we're, we're working on. It's in the it's on the back burner as it is right now, but it is on the burner. Nice. That sounds exciting. Yeah, yes. that's exciting. You know, back in the day when I did children's church with my wife, um, she wouldn't let me do the puppets because <laughs> the puppets got a little crazy when I did the puppets. And they, uh, they got violent and ate each other. And, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I, uh, I made the children laugh is what happened. Yeah, right. So, so whatever it took, if, if they thought it was funny, if the puppet did, you know, something crazy, then I just did more of it. <laughs> right. There <laughs> it you go. It didn't go well. That's rough business getting <laughs> fired from a uh, puppet ministry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's for, funny. For too much violence at puppet ministry. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, Steve, I'll, uh, I had also heard uh, on something you did recently, uh, Iron to Iron, I think it's called, right? Yes. Um where you had mentioned you have a, a thing coming up where you're, uh, it's kind of a, a children's kind of ministry, more like teens, I guess, but um, kind of a event that you, that you have going on. I was just wondering if you wanted to promote that. Yeah, it's our Rise Up conference. It's for teens. It's for teens only. And Right now, we're, we're working out some details. We've had to hit pause on the uh, rectal registration page. We've had some setbacks on it, and we've been trying so hard to get it situated out. And y'all willing, we're going to have some answers on that actually this coming week. And so once we get that going more, we can start promoting it again. We kind of we slow down on the promotions of it because until we can get all of the ducks in a row, I don't want to you know put anything out there wrong. So we've hit pause on it, but I can promise you this. When it does take place, it is going to be an absolute incredible youth convention. And I do mean it with all my heart. 
I mean, the people we've got involved with this are just, they're sold out. They're on fire for the Father. And we have got so many, we've got a small army putting this thing together. I wish I could go into all the details of what our team is doing just for the stage alone. It's just when the, when people walk into this facility and they see that stage, they're going to go, oh, my goodness, this is just crazy cool. And the very opening skit that we've got is going to be, I mean, man, I don't want to build it up too much. Man, I'm just telling you, it is going to simply be, it's going to rock your world. And it will get you going, okay, i got to get serious about my walk with the Father. And that's what this is about. And I will say that this conference is all about for teens who are walking, pursuing Torah. It is not not in, uh, geared as to bring someone new who's not following Torah. This is for people who are already established in a, a family who is pursuing Torah and to get them stronger and on fire for the Father to truly walk out His ways and, sh- and know that you've got the power of the Word behind you. You can be a, a stronger light than you can even imagine with walking in His truth right here and now. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So so where can they go to find out more information? What what would they need to do? Yes, um, tourfamily.org. Is, it's on the, we have the link on the homepage. And actually, I'm seeing you, the slide you've got up right now is our Facebook page. And you can go, you can click. We had some problems with Steve's audio there, but if you go to TorahFamily.org in the middle of the page and click on an icon that looks like this, you'll go to uh, Rise Up, which is the youth conference that's coming up soon. And Steve went on to explain he's been in lots of prayer about this. It's going to be an awesome event. And uh, he said, uh, take a look at that and make plans if you can be a part of this. And uh, it's got all the information there at your fingertips. So check it out. Really awesome. If, if you're hearing this, this podcast, this video, you need to know, you need to look into it. And the second we get the, all the final details worked out again, you need to promote it to everyone that you can because it's going to be that good. Yeah, that's awesome. We're looking forward to finding out more about it. So, uh, Jake, did you have anything else? Um, no, I mean, we, I personally, I think we could talk with you for hours and hours, but, uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. but, uh, I believe each of us has families that, uh, love us very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. well, we, we certainly appreciate your time today and we encourage you to, uh, to go Google, uh, to our family. If you're not familiar with Steve and, and his ministry and his work and, You'll find that he's got a YouTube, Instagram, he's on Facebook, he's on all the things and, and all the places where you would expect him to be. So uh-huh. uh, and, uh, just uh, just give him a search and you'll find it and I'll put a link in, um, in wherever you're listening to this or watching this. There'll, there'll be something uh, that will take you there as well. So, Steve, we certainly appreciate your time and uh, being with us this evening. And we're going to continue to talk to you for a second, but um, we're going to kind of wrap it up. And uh, But you'll stay on the line, and then we'll uh, end it with you in just a second. So, Jake, anything else? Yeah, just uh, wanted to thank you, Steve, for coming on. Uh, you know, my family and I have been watching you for quite a while now, and I uh, uh, just wanted to mention that, you know, we, we find you to be one of the most humble men around doing Torah teachings and uh, uh, we just appreciate your your humility and your uh, uh, your the love 
of of Yah shines through you. So uh, we appreciate that. Hallelujah! Thank you for for saying that. I I mean that because my biggest prayer has always been, Father, help me help your people. And if if I'm not doing that, I'm failing. And my I'm not I don't have, claim to have all the answers. I do claim to always be seeking the answers, and and I just pray that people grow with me. And, and in fact, I always I can't say always that's an overstatement, but quite often when I do emails and stuff, I'll always close out with growing in Him, Steve, because that's my prayer is that I'm always growing. We should never be arrived, or, or however you want to say it. We have never arrived. We're always pursuing Him more and more, and right. never. Never be willing to challenge your where you're at. Like I said, I mean, I don't know. I just, I've, I've been burned by so many people, excuse me, <clears throat> who, you know, when you get hate mail, <laughs> I hate it. I hate getting hate mail. <laughs> and and it, it humbles you all the more. And it just reminds me all the more that, Father, we all need grace. We all need mercy. We all think we have the answers on something and we all know at the same time, we don't. So we, we can't hide that through pride. And I'm, I'm just learning more and more that we need to grow in Him. And that only comes by humbling ourselves in Him and knowing that we don't have the answers. He does, and we only get it when He wants to give it. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Matt, what kind of world are we coming to when even Steve from Torah Family dot org is getting hate mail i can't even imagine i know that's <laughs> it's hard like to imagine man it, the end is nigh indeed. <laughs> that's so funny well it does happen i'll tell you that right now yeah all right well we appreciate your time and uh, we encourage everyone listening to this to check out torahfamily.org as well as sabbath lounge and we just ask that you would share this content if you found it meaningful and agreeable to you, please share it and tell other people about it. And it's not because we're anything great or anything special, but this is all for Yah and His glory and, and, and helping Him get, get the message out to the world. And Amen. that's what it's about. It's not about any of us. So anyway, this is uh, we're going to kind of draw it to an end. This is Matt and Jake signing out.